Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Thank you, Coach Dorothy. I am super excited to be here, super excited to talk to all of our high achievers that's on the call. Thank you, Coach Dorothy. I so appreciate you. Thank you for the opportunity. I always consider it a privilege and an honor to come before you all, Um, and I'm always excited. (laughs) So today, uh, we're going to talk about why you should stop worrying. (laughs) Because sometimes, uh, and I am one of those people that um, I can get caught up in in the worry uh, thing. So I'm not going to, um, I'm going to get right, go ahead and get right into the topic because I I have quite a bit I want to cover uh, about this topic about worrying. So uh, again, today's topic is why you should stop worrying. We're going to talk about what is worry. We're going to talk about worry types. We're going to talk about three re- three reasons not to worry and three tips on conquering worry. So again, I got a lot I want to cover. So let's get right into it. So what is worry? So worry is defined as giving way to anxiety or unease. Uh, it allows one's mind to dwell on difficult or troubled things, um, a state of anxiety, uh, uncertain uncertainty over actual or potential problems. The verb worry is an anxious word. It means to be concerned or nervous. Uh, now, here's something that I found that was quite interesting about the word worry. It comes from an old English word which originally meant strangle. Wow, to strangle. Uh, And when I saw that, I was like, that is exactly how that feels when you're in a state of worry, when you're, it's like, it it feels like you're, it's it feels like being strangled or, um, you know, either physically, mentally, or whatever. It has a sense of, of, of being strangled, right? Uh, it strangles, you know, your thought process. You know, it, it, par- it can paralyze you, right? Now, that word over the year, worry, has changed, you know, to mean harass and then cause anxiety too, right? And so now Proverbs... 1225 describes it as a heaviness in the heart. Well, I'm sure that you, you know, got an idea, some idea in terms of what worry is, and maybe you've experienced, you know, worry. Uh, I experienced it. My my father was a worrier. I mean, he worried about, you know, everything, you know, um, and so it, it 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 doesn't help because it's primarily based on fear and uncertainty, right? And some people put fear and anxiety in the same category, but fear can help you. Anxiety and worrying does not ever help, right? Now, there are some things that we should be afraid of. Again, fear can help you. But when it comes to, when it gets to the point where it's anxiety and worry, that never, ever helps. Now, 
you know, even in this season, in this climate, you know, where we are right now, there's a lot of people worrying uh, about losing their homes. They're worried about their finances. You know, they're worried about their health. They're worried about, you know, a lot of things. And so hopefully, um, you know, on this call, if, if, you know, you know someone that's a worrier or if you are someone on the call that is a worrier, hopefully you can pass on this information and uh, it will be very helpful and beneficial. Now, in my research, I came across an article that I felt really kind of hones in on the different types of worriers. So remember I said we we're going to talk about, you know, what worry is, and we're going to talk about worry types. So in this article that I found, it, it broke down uh, the four types of worriers, okay? Mayday worriers, yesterday worriers, someday worriers, and everyday worriers. And if you know someone that falls into that category, even at some point, that they may not be, you know, a constant worrier, but let me just go ahead and kind of describe what, and you may already uh, even have an idea of what I'm talking about. So let's talk about mayday worriers. The mayday worrier dwells on remote or unlikely risk and anticipating the worst case scenario in every situation, right? A Mayday warrior continually lives as if their plane is going down and no one is, is responding on the radio, right? That's the Mayday warrior. Some of you may know about the Mayday warrior. Then you have the Yesterday warrior. This is the person that can't get past their mistakes of the past, right? They, they they suffer from the shoulda, coulda, woulda syndrome. You know, I should have known that was going to happen. Or I could have done this to be more prepared. I would have, you know, done this a different way. And they worry about that. That's the yesterday worrier, right? Then you have the someday worrier. The someday worrier um, speculates about what things that might happen. And this, this is actually, let me say this about the someday worrier. This is probably the most futile uh, type of worrying, right? Because here's the thing: the someday worrier worries about things that that belong to God. We we don't have any control over the future, right? And the possibilities, the burdens, you know, we need to be focused on the promises of God. So the someday worrier worries about things that might happen in the future. They worry about it, right? Some of you may know about. Uh, that type of warrior, the someday warrior, and, and God talks about that. You know, there's there's no reason for us to be worried about tomorrow, right? Because tomorrow will take care of itself. And then you have the everyday warrior. Now, some people get trapped in this cycle of worry. This is the every everyday warrior. You know, they replay the same scenario over and over. They stay awake at night. They literally worry themselves sick. And for these people, worry has moved into more of a hobby or, I mean, it's gone from a hobby to more of a full-time occupation. So you have those four types of worriers. And hopefully, you know, if, if, if you know of someone, you probably do, I mean, like I said, I do, that falls into that category, one of those categories. I've even fallen into those categories. I, I do my best not to stay there right? Because it's, it's a state of 
being worried, you know, a state of anxiety, a state of being paralyzed, right? And so, you know, uh, hopefully, again, you don't fall into that category, or if you if you do, hopefully this is going to help you. So let's move on to the three reasons why not to worry, okay? This is going to bless you. Number one, worry doesn't change anything. It changes absolutely nothing, right? I uh, was thinking, as I was thinking about this, you know, I thought about the prayer of serenity. You've heard of the prayer, you know, of serenity, asking God to grant me the serenity, which means, you know, the calm and peace, to accept the things that I cannot change and the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. So worry doesn't change anything. It's not going to change what's going to happen. It's not going to change what's already happened. It's not going to change the conversation you've already had. It's not going to change, you know, the someday, the yesterday. It's not going to change the May Day. It's not going to change any of those scenarios, right? So it doesn't change anything. So number one, worry doesn't change anything. Number two, there are no benefits to worrying, right? There's no benefit. It robs you of your peace. It causes health and uh, 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 stress, health issues, stress. It causes all of it. There are absolutely no benefits to worrying, okay? And number three, God says not to, right? In Matthew 6 and 25, he commanded us not to worry about the needs of life, of this life, right? He said in his word, in Matthew 6, 25, he commanded us not to worry about the needs of this life. He said, for this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life. And I'm reading, this is not the King James Version, this is another version. Uh, but uh, not for your body, not for what you're going to put on, but trusting God is the antidote to your fear and your worry. And again, there is fear can help you. Now, fear hurts you if you stay in that state of fear, it turns into anxiety, but fear can also help you. But again, Matthew 6.25, we are commanded not to worry. And then he says, do not be anxious for anything. That's worry, right? But in everything but prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to the Lord and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Okay? So those are three reasons. Now, there are many other reasons not to worry, but those are the three primary reasons not to worry, right? Doesn't change anything. There are no benefits, and God says not to. Okay? Now, I want to give you a couple of practical tips to conquer worry. Okay? Number one. Check the chatterbox, okay? <laughs> we have talked about this at the beginning of the week, earlier in the week. We talked about that conversation that you're in the entertaining that's going to get you nowhere, right? The enemy, he's not concerned about the temptation. He wants the dialogue. And the moment you enter into that dialogue, that negativity and all those things are going to take place because his job is to get you to enter the dialogue so that you begin to doubt the possibilities, right? 
So check the chatterbox, right? That's number one. Number two, change your view of God, right? Check it. Are, are your ideas and your beliefs about who God is and what God says about you, are, the, are those things on a, in alignment, right? What he says about himself, what he says about his promises, you know? Change your view of who God is and his power, okay? So that's number two. And number three, check your internal operating system. We talked about that the other day as well. Right? So instead of spending time worrying about it, why not replace that time and energy you're spending worrying about the things by asking God to help you solve or create a solution for the problem? Now, we're not talking about things that you have no control over, right? We, we, we talked about that in uh, the earlier description here. But we're talking about things that perhaps you can do something about, Right? You know, it may be a financial solution. Perhaps one of the reasons that you're, you're struggling financially is because you haven't given time to what the solution may be, right? And so change your internal operating system and repurpose that time, that time of worrying, which is getting you nowhere, into a time of perhaps asking God to help you with a solution to the problem. Okay, be a part of the solution, as they say. Okay, so those are three tips that you can use to conquer worry. Okay, all right. Now, so I hope that today's wisdom has inspired you. I hope it has it it propels you to keep moving forward, doing the things that God has called you to to do, doing the things that uh the, within your assignment. And again, staying out of the cycle of worrying, staying out of that cycle of anxiety, it doesn't serve you, okay? So hopefully you have gotten some benefits. And as Dorothy mentioned earlier, if you'd like to know more about our virtual co-working and collaborating community and how you can be a part of this amazing community, I ask you to send an email to hello at aaccoworking.com. All right, that's all we have for today. I hope that you will come back and meet us on the line tomorrow at the same time, the same place, and the same station. Be blessed, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.